Welcome to the Crazy Chicken People podcast. If you're crazy about chickens, then you're in the right place. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Crazy Chicken People. I'm your host, Thomas Xenos, and in this episode, I'm addressing a listener question I got about chicken coop design. About a week ago, I got an email from a listener in Alberta, Canada, and I'd like to just say thank you to everyone up north listening. I've seen quite a few new listeners around Canada. Appreciate you all tuning in. Very happy to have you all here. But the question was, I'm getting ready to build a new chicken coop for 10 chicks we just got. This will be our first time raising chickens. Can you help me with anything I should know before getting started? We are in Alberta and it gets pretty cold here. Yes, it does. I had to look up some info on weather in Alberta and it's pretty similar to Alaska, which I am a little bit familiar with. Been up there a few times in the wintertime. Very cold. Often seen temperatures down below freezing or even well below zero. Now, I'm not accustomed to keeping chickens in that cold of weather. But I did do some research and could definitely provide some tips for keeping your chicken safe and comfortable in their new home. So to start out, let's talk about the size of the coop that you're going to need. Generally, it's suggested that you provide about two to three square feet of floor space per chicken in your coop. I like to suggest going with about four feet per chicken if you can. Now, in the run, you'll want to provide at least 10 square feet per chicken, but definitely like to go a lot more space than that if you're able to. You know, if you see 10 full-grown chickens in a 100-square-foot area, it's going to look pretty crowded. But we'll get to more on the run in a bit. As I mentioned, always good to go bigger than you think. This can provide a little extra space if you ever decide to add another chicken or two. And having the extra room ensures that nobody's getting overcrowded or, in this case especially, left out in the cold. We've talked in previous episodes about how Chickens can get a little stressed out when they do get overcrowded and feel like they have to compete for space. And I kind of feel like, I mean, you know, especially in a place like Alberta where your chickens are going to be in some pretty cold weather. So they'll probably spend more time inside than usual, or at least more than what I'm accustomed to seeing. So I think having plenty of room in there for them to move around, not feel cramped, would likely be appreciated. In this particular case, for 10 chickens, I think 40 square feet is probably about as small as you'd want to go, and if you're able to make it a little bigger than that, I definitely would. In fact, having that extra space could end up being a benefit for you as well down the road. Now, I didn't pick up on if this listener was going to buy an already built or ready to assemble coop or build something from scratch, but there's a few things to consider in both cases. As far as pre-built coops go or the kits that you can buy, I would recommend being pretty picky on these. You know, most of the kits you can find at big farm stores are not of a very high quality, though you wouldn't guess that based on the price tag. They're usually not insulated, which I think in Alberta you'll probably want to have. They're not especially strong, so predator proofing beyond what it comes with out of the box is definitely something you'll have to do, possibly even reinforcing the frame. I have noticed that some of my local feed stores will carry custom-made coops, typically made by somebody in the area. These can vary in size and quality, but usually they look pretty nice, are well-built, and come with a hefty price tag. They're also not usually very large from what I've seen, so maybe not a great option. 
One thing I do like for a pre-built chicken coop are the tough shed or products similar to that. These are sold as storage sheds or backyard sheds and are available in a bunch of sizes with a lot of options you can customize. Things like insulated walls, the type of roofing, where you want the windows and doors. You can even have them built with a front porch if you like. But once you have your structure in place, trimming it out with roosting bars, nesting boxes, maybe additional venting, or whatever else you want in there is pretty easy. When you do lay out the floor plan, you'll want to keep cleaning the coop in mind. Having enough room to move around in there with a rake or a broom or whatever you might use to clean it is really nice. And if you set it up in a way that you can easily get that dirting bedding out of the coop, either by pushing it out the door or if you can bring your wheelbarrow in, definitely makes it easier. Now, without knowing exactly what type of coop the listener was going to build, um, but again, because of the cold, I think I would steer away from a concrete floor if you can. Those are usually really nice to have for cleaning, but during a cold stretch, that could end up acting like a big block of ice underneath them, and you don't want your coop to feel the same as it does outside, especially in the frigid cold you get there up north or in the burning hot summers we have here in Northern California. And those two things make ventilation and insulation a very important factor to consider. I know we covered ventilation quite a bit in an earlier episode, so I won't totally rehash all that. Just remember to plan for at least two, if not three or four vents in the coop that can be adjusted as needed, depending on the weather. Insulation can also come into play when you live in a climate with extreme weather. I don't worry much here about insulating the exterior walls, though it certainly wouldn't hurt if you do live somewhere in extreme cold, but I did learn about insulating underneath a metal roof. During the summertime, that metal roof pretty much turns into a heat conductor. If you feel under the bottom of that thing during the peak heat of the day, you'll see that it's shedding a lot of heat into your coop. Having some sort of insulation or ceiling below that metal panel is definitely going to help keep the temperature where you want it, just be sure that it's not restricting the airflow. Now, once you've got the structure in place and the ventilation taken care of, you can start trimming out the inside, which should be the fun part. For your perches, you'll want to plan for at least 10 inches of space for each chicken. And again, if you can go a little bit more like 16 to 18 inches per chicken, they're going to have a little bit of extra room and this could help cut down on any squabbles over space. 2x4s can make an excellent perch, Placing them with the wide side up gives the chickens plenty of room for their feet to be stable and for them to be covered up by their feathering, which is how they keep them warm. I've found that large branches also work really well. In fact, one of my flocks definitely prefers those over the ones I've built out of 2x4s. Just make sure they're large enough around that the chickens don't have to try to keep themselves balanced while on it. You know, it's funny, I certainly wouldn't want to have to balance myself all night while I was sleeping. I've got one chicken that just loves to stand on fence wire. We're talking about a full-size bird on a little tiny, what, maybe eighth-inch piece of metal wire. She'll just hang out on that thing forever. It's kind of funny to watch. Now, for setting up roosting boxes, I think one box to every three or four hens is pretty normal. A coop set up for 10 chickens, I would say three boxes should be plenty. And if your chickens are anything like mine, they'll all use the same one anyway, so... Now, if you're a DIYer, these can be built usually out of some scrap plywood you have around, a couple 2x4s. I've seen a bunch of different things used to create these. You know, you can put a 5-gallon bucket on its side. They even make a lid meant just for a bucket to be turned into a nesting box. I've seen laundry tubs, recycled cabinets, anything that's got enough space for them to get into and feel safe. I have noticed that they seem to prefer boxes that have some sort of a lid or roof over them. 
I guess a little privacy is nice when they're doing their egg business. There's quite a few inexpensive options online too. And if you had to go out and buy the materials to build these, you may be just as well off buying some of the ready-to-hang ones that are available. Whatever you end up using, I'll always recommend something in the bottom that's just a little bit softer than wood. I've cut up some of those foam interlocking mats, the kind that are used in garages for like a workout space, and I've seen very few cracked eggs since putting those in. They can absorb some moisture and get a little bit nasty, but they can be washed and dried when you need to. Keeping in mind this particular listener and the cold climate your chickens will be living in, I feel like heating the coop is something that needs to be addressed. But the truth is, I don't have any real-world experience with this. Chickens can generally take the cold pretty well, and where we live, the temperature just doesn't get that low, so it's not been something I've had to worry about. But I have read plenty about the possible dangers of keeping a chicken coop heated. Heat lamps are something I would strongly suggest avoiding in a coop. There's just too many things that can go wrong. But there are some good safe options to look at. Electric radiant heaters kept away from anything flammable can work out for you really well. Another one, and I didn't even know they made these until I started looking into it, are electric heating pads designed for chicken coops. I saw really good reviews on these and definitely something I would consider if I lived in an area where I did need to heat the inside of my coop. I'll post a couple links to the ones that I saw that seem to be the most popular and you guys can check those out. Now, getting into the run, I don't know that there's much you want to do differently here than I would where I live or just about any other climate, but there's a couple things that I think might help. I would guess that up there in Alberta, you get quite a bit of snowfall and a good metal roof that can shed the snow away in the winter and provide some shade in the summer would be an excellent choice. For the base of your run, you'll want to select something that's going to help shed the water away and keep it well drained. A soggy chicken run gets real nasty, and I can't imagine that the chickens enjoy walking through that stuff any more than you or I would. Sand over a rock base can work excellent, but if you can't do that, then even creating some higher elevations in there that won't hold any standing water can really help a lot too. And the last part of the construction I want to hit on is predator proofing. This is something I've made plenty of mistakes on, as you've heard about, and just cannot stress enough how important this is. It is crazy the different ways that everything will try to get at your chickens. So starting at the ground level, you've really got to keep those critters from digging underneath your run. This can be done a couple of ways. You can dig sort of a trench all the way around where you're going to build it and get some wire down in the ground, 12 inches at minimum, 18 inch even better. But if you're not up for all the digging, then creating a skirt with a wire mesh, preferably a half inch hardware cloth, I would say out a good two feet from the wall of your run, should do about the same thing. It seems pretty unlikely that anything's going to tunnel more than a couple of feet underground to get up into your chicken's run. And if that does start to happen, you should notice it before they get all the way through. Now, moving up the walls of the run, I highly recommend half inch hardware cloth to cover the exterior. This stuff is pretty strong, and if it's installed correctly, should keep out just about any of the usual suspects that'll try and break in. If you have larger predators that are known for really causing problems in the area you live, you may choose something a little bit stronger to put behind there, like a woven no-climb fencing. This would be suitable for keeping out, you know, large or very aggressive dogs, bigger raccoons, maybe even some of the bigger cats that might be around. If bears are a problem where you are, I'm really not sure what you can do about that. 
you would need one heck of a structure to keep a bear out that really wants to get in. So hopefully that's not a problem for you. And you've got to keep the top of that run just as tight and secure as the rest of it as well. A metal roof, like I mentioned, is going to be great. But if you can't do that, just keep in mind that, you know, large birds are going to be looking down at your flock. Raccoons or fox will definitely try to climb up to see if they can find a way in. Really just need to make sure that the top is as secure as any other place on your coop, including the doors and the windows. You know, raccoons are so crafty. If there's a weakness in your coop, they're going to find it. We've talked about how they're able to use those freaky little hands they have to get some of the simpler locks undone. And I would imagine a cracked window or anything like that could also be pried open by one of them. Those little things will do just about anything they can to get at your birds. So Sherry in Alberta, thank you so much for writing. I hope this was helpful and I'd love to see some pictures of your flock when they grow up and your coop when you get it built. And I'll take this chance to also say thank you to the other listeners that have emailed. I think I've gotten back to all of you, but thank you so much for writing. Love to hear that people are enjoying the show. If any of you all have any other questions that you'd like me to talk about, would love to hear about it. You can shoot me an email or find me on Facebook. In the meantime, I'll keep coming up with other chicken things to talk about. All right, guys. See you next week.